I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet. Topical Banter Show, RP Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast. I am Scott Walker, and with me tonight, I don't have co-hosts, I have pro-hosts. <laughs> that was terrible. You should feel bad for yourself. I will feel much better when they introduce themselves. I'm Sam, I have a beer. <laughs> oh, God. Well, at least we know what we're getting into. I'm jumping ahead of Trent tonight. I am Michael Cunningham. I am... Here, I do not have a beer, and Sam will probably have plenty for the rest of us. She and... won't finish the one she's got now. Oh, okay. Well, you that's good. That. We just uh... <laughs> look. I'm half. <laughs> I'm just hoping we can, you know, since we jumped into this as quick as we possibly could, that we'll oh. get it before she gets too deep into it. <laughs> Whoa! Now, whoa! Now, we'll see. Yeah, uh... not... <laughs> I, I'm Trent, and I'm actually really excited to see where the conversation goes tonight, because the last time we had a podcast where Sam had a beer, it was a lot of talk. <laughs> when was, was that? I'm lost. Yeah. She doesn't remember that one. It's probably for the best. You can go back and listen to prior episodes. I, I remember it. It was Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes. There oh, was yeah. the, like there was the, like there's a lot of ranting that happens in our forum when it comes to Final Fantasy cuz among oh, yes. the old gen and the new gen it's such a touchy subject. But Indeed. when when Sam is all riled up there is a lot of conversation about Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. what we're all about. That's what yeah. we're here for. Look forward Lots to of conversation. Look, look forward to seeing that that audio somewhere. Look forward to me also ripping apart anyone who says Alpha Protocol is a bad game, Trent. Oh no! <laughs> I'm it's joking. All... I'm not. I'm not going there. It's get. It's getting personal. Oh, I, wow. I, I'm quite sure whoever organized that feature <laughs> uh, told the staff not to be critical towards other staff for their picks. Uh, who, who would be that hypocrite? I dare wonder. Uh, so oh, Sam, oh. Sam is already loaded for bear. As is appropriate. I still because... love you, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, because our main topic for this evening, apropos of something, is what, loaded. is is what we think of shooter RPG hybridization. Ah, uh, yes. So, I, I think I, I'm I think I'm just going to go to the panel and just say, yay or nay, nay. I'm going to go with May. <laughs> that wasn't an option, Mac. Dang it. Um, There's no it depends in the yay or nay round. It's a maybe. <laughs> okay, with with Mac saying maybe, it totally means like providing its borderlands. Yes. Yeah. Anything okay. else? But he doesn't no, know. providing its borderlands on Vita. I think that was <laughs> of All course. Right. I went through when, when we brought up this topic initially, and I totally forgot what the heck the topic was until just a, a little while ago. But I'd been thinking about it. I was trying to go through the list and think of which 
RPGs had shooting mechanics. And I was like, okay, Borderlands, most recent one I played, Fallout. I never have guns in Fallout, okay? So that doesn't necessarily count because I always go melee in, call- in Fallout games. I was like, really? oh, yeah, Mass Effect has guns, right? That counts. Does that count? Yeah. It's third person. Are we still, you know, is it really a first person kind of thing? We're well, I, I, don't think, I don't think camera perspective matters in terms of um, gunplay. Guns. gunplay design as it interacts with our action RPGs. But Sam, yay or nay? I was also kind of in the middle, so I will go with a sort of yay. Um, so, but I do like shooting okay. people in the face, admittedly. We have two mays and one yay, nay. <laughs> okay, it, it, okay. I guess it's this is such a touchy subject to talk about, and and I tried to touch on it a bit in that uh, I should have loved you feature, just because. Uh, okay, yeah, like, go like, into that. Talk, talk to us about Alpha yeah. Protocol. That, okay. That's <laughs> apropos of something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I suppose that's a good place to start. I, 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 to be fair, I, I like games like Mass Effect in the third person, and I, if, if I'm playing with other people, I can tolerate games like Borderlands. But um, I think the real problem is that there are, are some shooting games that use RPG elements and there are some RPGs that use shooting elements. Um, and in the case of like a Mass Effect, in as much as I want to say that is an RPG series, you aim a reticle at something's head and you fire and it hit. There's no question of whether it's going to miss based on a dice roll or anything. You have full control of the shooting mechanics and your skill and accuracy determine whether it does damage. Obviously, there are other RPG factors that that are a part of that system. You have to upgrade your weaponry. You have to upgrade your skill set, that sort of thing. But it, it's mm. clearly a, a shooter kind of format. Whereas in the case of Alpha Protocol, I, I really do think it was prioritized as being an RPG first. And there are definitely benefits to that. But a, a clear detriment is that it is framed like a, like a Mass Effect-esque game in how... You shoot things, and, and that was and Sega's fault. It well, well, maybe that's the case. But if you're going to give me a third-person perspective, and if you're going to put a gun in my hands and put a reticle on the screen, if I shoot something clearly in the face, don't tell me that it's a miss because it's based on a random dice roll. Like that doesn't make sense in that context. And that's the sort of thing that really irks. Well, that's one of the things that irks me about shooter RPGs. No, and that's actually like a really valid point. That's one of my beefs with Alpha Protocol, actually, is because you can only walk up to a dude, put the gun in their face, and you clearly know you've shot them in the face, and that dice roll can still work against you. And that's actually quite problematic when you think about it. Or, you know, you have something like Fallout 3 where you use the bat system, you put the gun to the person's head, it tells you a percentage of how well you're going to do it, and... You know, that at least I'm a lot more tolerant of, because at least I can oh, see yeah. this is my actual... I, th- I think it's fairly strategic in that sense, where you're able to shoot at limbs, too. I think it adds an extra layer. I appreciate the VAT, the, the VAT system in Fallout. And actually, Mac, I'm really confused as to why you don't use, like, non-melee weapons in Fallout. Okay, okay. Because, they're, like, Sam can probably testify to this, but there's nothing as satisfying as walking up to a mutant pointing a really powerful pistol at their face using vats and watching things blow in every direction. <laughs> but, but Trent, Trent, there is an equal love for, you know, having the vat set up for the punchy punchies. 
well, and having the right. same animation happen with the guy being <laughs> uppercutted. I guess, yeah. I guess. Uh, well, I just uh, like feeling like I have a powerful gun in my hand, I guess. Well, that's personal, and we understand that, you know, everybody wants to know that. <laughs> I know, what but... does that say about my <laughs> penis, right? Um, one person on this here... podcast is from Tennessee, and one person is from Canada. Guess which? <laughs> Three people are from Canada, and I'm out of place. Okay, um, we like guns, too. I know. <laughs> but here's my thing is I see shooter RPG hybrids fitting into two different categories. I see some that are the more action RPG focused, which if you're looking at something, here's my definition of an action RPG. And this is something that I apply across the board, and it kind of fits in this category. If you're controlling a character and you're in direct control of their actions, like a button press directly controls exactly what they do, skill-based. Something like Kingdom Hearts, something like Ease, something like, you know, in this case, Fallout also counts. Um, Borderlands, you know, you're aiming, you're shooting, you're doing those actions, and they're taking place. I'm not, I'm not actually big... sure I would classify Borderlands as an RPG. I really do think it's a shooter with a few RPG elements, you know? Eh, well, that's another debate for another time. Um, I suppose. <laughs> but just in... But I'm, but I'm also the jerk who says that the Yakuza games are not RPGs, so... Well, don't get Sam distracted. I'm trying to finish my point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when you look at games like you mentioned, Alpha Protocol, and that is a good example because... Your complaint is exactly valid if you think about it in terms of it being an action RPG, which it does look like and it is framed like and could be faulted for seeming to be that kind of game. But when it came down to it, I really enjoyed the fact that it wasn't and that my stats mattered more and I didn't have to worry about my aiming. I had to worry about boosting my stats, and if my stats were good enough, my aiming could suck, and I could still succeed in the game, which is how I did. Not to mention the other parts about it that I love, but well, you know, and, that's kind of the RPG shooter hybrid. Well, and in Alpha Protocol, I mean, one of the aspects is you don't have to really kill a lot of people to succeed in the game. You can use your stealth to get through chunks of the game. I'm terrible at stealth, by the way, <laughs> so I just don't try. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I go for murder. Well, I'll we'll also mention that Sam only shoots at people's kneecaps, so rolling dice actually <laughs> gets her closer to core shots in that sense. But I think... Scott, you is... know what you really want to say this is not just the kneecaps, okay? Well, I'm, I'm going to highlight your kneecapping ability because Deus Ex, man, no one had kneecaps at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sounds but, like our motto is RP Gamer, aim for the crotch. Is that what you're going for? It, it, <laughs> they had to remove that from Fallout 3 to satisfy the ESRB. I don't I, know I, why. I almost want to say that that's just like strategic playing, but no, it just seems like cruel and unusual punishment for the bad guys, doesn't well, it? I'm not okay. going to lie. They have, my... to live their, they, have, they have to live their lives without kneecaps, Sam. Well, you here, turn them into paraplegics. My, my aiming abilities in games are bizarre because I just always seem to level it for the kneecaps. And I don't know why. And I don't know if that's because I'm just incompetent. Well, no, because it's always kneecaps. It's it's precision, but not accuracy. <laughs> in any case, in Alpha Protocol, you don't have to use the guns to do the things. You can walk up to do and just punch them in the face. Well, okay. Before, we, we've got this tree in front of us, and I'm going to back us up to the forest for a minute. 
because I we we are dancing around a question of implementation, mm-hmm. and I think obviously Alpha Protocol is a dice roll. It is functionally a dice roll game with a shooter interface, and I think a better way to implement that is what you see in your Deus Exes and Mass Effect One, where you have a weapon sway mechanic that your skills and perks modify. And I think I would agree. And, and especially when it's so very obvious, it, it does a good job of showing that off to you. Like, when you play the tutorial of the original Deus Ex, they say, okay, take a shot at a target. Okay, we're going to boost you to master level rifles for this. And you just see it snap to the middle right away. And I think just having that appreciable difference makes for a satisfying shooter experience, but also shows off just what the RPG elements are doing with uh, the advancement mechanics, because it's like, oh, I am god king of assault rifles now, look at me circle strafe and headshot everybody now, when at the start of it, it was sort of a, a much more of a labored process, and I had to do burst fire, and, you know, I, you know, it, it feels good to get headshots at the end of Mass Effect 1, because at the beginning, you kind of couldn't. Can we go back to the point, too? Trent was making something when he said, you know, I do want to touch on the whole thing about Alpha, or not Alpha Protocol, Borderlands being more of a shooter with RPG elements. I think that's kind of possibly what kind of spurred this whole topic, I would imagine, Scott. Yeah, because there are so many games out there nowadays that have, you know, they're they're blending that line. There's no, or blurring the line. like good for them to some extent, you know. Like like Destiny is in the same boat, and and I I'm not a fan of Destiny personally. It didn't really strike my fancy, but a lot of people seem to keep going back to it specifically because they can build on their characters. So like I'm happy to see um, elements of RPGs appearing in what I would deem to be ultimately not RPGs. Um, but that actually leads into a problem that I have with games like Borderlands and Destiny. And I may be the only person on the podcast that has this problem, but I feel like these games adhere to some rules of physics and also do not adhere to certain rules of physics. Um, well, an example: all games always pick and choose what okay. when physics works. But should they like I, and and I don't I, I I understand that we live in a world of RPGs and, and we're all very much into fantasy. But if, such as if, what? Give if, us the if example. Gravity is the same. How is it that if I shoot a gun uh, point blank at someone's head and they're a level five enemy, it'll blow their head up. But if they're a level 20 enemy, their head miraculously remains intact. Like, to me, that's where the whole leveling system breaks down. Because in so many of these games, it's not modifications to armor. You know, I could understand if someone had better headgear that was uh, more equipped to deflect a bullet. But it, it is legitimate character statistics that are being improved over time. And that somehow makes their mushy human skulls uh, less <laughs> able to be destroyed by a bullet. And in my world, that doesn't make any sense. You well, know? it doesn't make any sense in any world, really. But when you think about it, it depends, like you said, you know, the type of game that it's going for. I see something as Borderlands, which I tried initially a couple times before getting into it this past year. And if you go into that really treating it like a shooter, you're going to have those kind of problems with it. 
if you go into it thinking along the lines of this really is an RPG that they're blending these shooter mechanics into, not the other way around, it's not as problematic because you do see all of the RPG elements that are kind of fundamental in the background. It's, you know, you've got the hit points, you've got a reason that these characters are weaker, and it's not logical in terms of, you know, the physics, but it's totally logical in the same way as an RPG is, whether you were going up against a slime with a sword, and you hit the slime with the sword, the slime dies. What, you know, what makes the sword so much stronger against a slime, you know, it's it's the well, same kind of logic always, that you go into. Like, hit points in themselves are an awkward abstraction. Because, yeah. you know, in real life, we know that if I go up to a swordsman with my fists, the guy with the sword is going to win, because he has a sword. But we're, we're much more willing to accept Final Fantasy XIII, where, you know, Snow can uppercut a robot and several times, and then uh, win, and also deflect about 800 bullets in the same fight. Okay, but, I don't accept that. Well, I, have okay. just as many, I have just as many problems with it. <laughs> well, okay, hit points are a dumb and, and, and I was... Hit and, points and are a dumb abstraction, people. and when you apply that dumb abstraction to shooter mechanics, it feels dumber. And a great example like, of this is in uh, Matt Hazard. Did you ever, anyone play that? Yes, yeah, I did. Well, I, I didn't play, they, they, they had two Matt Hazard games. I, I played the one for consoles, not the one that they released. Uh, they had a handheld one, didn't they? Well, there, there was like a two, there, there was a Contra clone, and then there was the shooter. I, I played the shooter, yeah, which was so. funny. And not very good. It was not very good, <laughs> but there's a point where you get into a fight with uh, not Cloud Strife, and it the whole fight is you pity. It is literally JRPG mechanics versus shooter mechanics, and the joke is, man, JRPG mechanics don't make a lot of sense in this context, do they? Yeah. And I think you know hit points are a dumb abstraction. And they get dumber when you apply them to a form that is uh, doesn't normally have them. Well, and that's just it. When you know, when you play a regular shooter, you shoot a guy in the head, they go down like a ton of bricks. I mean, that makes sense because in the real world, that would happen. RPG mechanics, not so much, if just because of the fact that you know what, they're there to make you feel like you're achieving something, right? Yeah. If you think about a shooter, it's not. I don't care what anyone says. Once you do, like, a couple headshots, it doesn't have the same satisfying feel as when you do it in an RPG, where for some reason, a guy's head is hollow to the point where it's like, you have to shoot them, like, 20 million times before you get that perfect headshot. Um, there's a different level of satisfaction, and I can't believe I'm saying that, um, in that, than there is just playing a regular shooter. Yeah, I think Sam's got a good point in what you're going at, too, is if you're coming at it from a shooter perspective, you're used to those kind of mentalities too well you're used to the body count okay no let's just say it let's just say it shooters traditional shooters instant Mm -hmm. gratification yeah rpgs all delayed gratification delayed prolonged build-up yes that's just it right lots of edging you're looking at body count versus prolonged gratification right when you play a regular shooter your body count just builds why because you can walk up to somebody and just shoot them and they go down. There's there's no, in a way, when you think it, there's no actual skill to it. Whereas with an RPG, they're trying to force this idea that there are skills in what you are doing. 
And Fallout is a really good example of that. Like, you can go up to a guy who's four or five levels higher than you, you can still beat them. It takes a while, but you can still beat them depending on the kinds of skills that you're using. And that's that's his magic, let's face it. Um, that's his, like, the cheater's way of just making sure that if you cripple enough limbs, it's okay. He can be level 20 and you level 15, but you actually have the advantage. And it's great. And it's great. Like, you, you feel good about that because it's like, I crippled all your limbs. Sucker! <laughs> No, uh, the level Trinch, of gratification you've, is different. You've spent more time with Destiny than I have. How does it compare in your mind to something like this, to something like Borderlands? How does it really bring that experience? Does it do it better, worse? Um, I know you said you didn't like the game, but how does it I really, handle I really these don't. mechanics? I mean, I, mean I, I, I appreciate the skill tree that's in Destiny, and, and I appreciate that. I mean, it's, it's designed to be a cooperative shooter that's uh, predominantly loop-based, um, and in that sense, I, I appreciate the fact that you spend a lot of time working at armor customization. Um, it's a shame that the loot system in the game is is essentially broken at this point. Um, so most of the legendary armor that you're getting is not something your class can even use, and you can't even trade it with people who can use it. Um, so that it doesn't being, really feel like the same kind of RPG mechanics? It's a, well, you don't no, really, it's a, it doesn't like, feel. I, I feel like Destiny is purposefully unforgiving when it comes to stuff like looting and whether that initially seems like it ties into being a a shooting RPG or not, it does. Because one of the things that I feel like Borderlands really gets is how to play cooperatively and how to share loot. You know, it, it, it like I, I'm not huge on Borderlands, but I will play that game if other people are playing with me and I'll have a good time. Destiny, I did try playing with some people and I found that the experience was just as bland, just as difficult. And I couldn't even loot as being satisfying. So it colored the whole experience as being very mediocre. Yeah. Well, and I think Borderlands, I mean, I, I will highlight Borderlands as a pretty good example of Taking the, the third-person looter mode of stat porn, especially for loot, like loot-related stat porn, and then just melding it with regular gun porn that you'd see in, say, a Call of Duty, and then just adding a layer of wacky where half the guns shoot explosives for some reason. I couldn't get into Borderlands. I've tried enough times. Well, Borderlands is really actually terrible at the first hour of all of their games. I just which I've is, tried and I've tried and it, it which is kind of which is an aside for another time I think no, but, but it, it it's like it there's something to be said for this weird disconnect of the instant gratification of shooters and a slower burn of RPGs where yeah Mass Effect One is really not that much fun to play as a sniper class until you know halfway through there's something about and I think you're absolutely right, maybe that is why I didn't enjoy Borderlands. It just took forever to to feel like what you were doing mattered. Yeah. And it just, it it didn't grab me. Whereas when I played, for example, Deus Ex Human Revolution, I got my instant gratification. To the kneecaps. I, <laughs> you know. I, th- I think there's also, like, I, I, one of the problems that I, I don't feel like enough people highlight with Borderlands is, like, I, I really don't like the first Borderlands. I don't. I don't think it's well written. Um, I, I think the plot doesn't really go anywhere. I think ultimately it's quite anticlimactic, and the, the writing in terms of dialogue and, and quests is not clever. Borderlands 2 has a, 
a more balanced narrative. Uh, the dialogue is very hilarious. I don't know who they brought on for writing staff for the second one, but right. it is top Anthony tier. Birch. Anthony Birch. That's uh, the a, only a problem answer. problem with... A big problem with Destiny as well is that the writing is just so atrocious. And what narrative is there that could be interesting is executed so horribly. Um, and and it, Deus Ex. It, it's for, just like every other Bungie game that way. Okay, no, okay. I'm trying to make an overarching point, though. Yeah. The point is, when, when you're designing a game and... and, and you really either start with what's important. Is it, is it the narrative or is it the gameplay? And when it comes to a lot of these action RPG shooting games, the important thing is the gameplay. The the satisfaction of killing things and finding loot and moving, moving from quest to quest. And I feel like that's what harms a lot of them, at least as far as I, where I come from, because I play games for the narrative. Deus Ex, although it's Human Revolution is not my favorite in the series, is a very good game. And I think it's because it, it it does the gameplay well enough, but it's a strong focus on the narrative. That's what I gravitated towards. I ultimately think that too many games spend too much time, and Destiny is probably the best example of this, trying to create something that can be consumable for a majority of gamers that they they, they don't take the time to stop and really focus on you know what is the story we're trying to tell. Well, and that's why I eventually gave up on Destiny. Well, and part of destiny's problem from what i understand i have not played it but from what narrative aspects they presented they they're, they try to make it sound like it's this really grand space opera e sort of thing but just even stuff that i've looked at you know for it i don't get that feel whereas when i play a game like human revolution you guys i know you've all played the first deus ex and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread i have not but to me i really liked having that balance of the narrative and the gameplay with Human Revolution. I thought it did a really good job of it for the most part. Well, okay, I think Trent and I have both said that um, somewhere or other is that Human Revolution is not a bad game. It's just not a great Deus Ex. Game. Not a, well, it's not a it's not Deus Ex. Yeah, it's a very it's a very good game, but it's not Deus Ex. Like if it had been <laughs> Ex Machina, the spiritual successor to Deus Ex, I think we'd give it a few more points. But in the uh, in the same way that we can be more accepting towards Bioshock because it's not System Shock Three. Yes, but you know what? I'm okay yeah. with that because again, I don't have that background information. <laughs> Yeah, when I, I haven't when either, I, I've played any of those. <laughs> you know, when I play Human Revolution, I appreciate the fact that Adam Jensen just doesn't feel like this guy going around shooting shit. Well, okay, and you, you brought up System Shock 2, which is another RPG shooter hybrid. And I think, um, you know, uh, the, the, the XP and loot economy in System Shock 2 is completely broken. But I think there is something there, there's something about how their implementation that's equally compelling, if only because it's like, uh, it doesn't necessarily uh, really limit you in terms of skill with weapons so much as access. So you need level 6 uh, small arms to get the assault rifle to really mess up these space zombies. I don't, that's probably a good way of doing it, if you're gating something to say, hey, like, Start small to get to the bigger. Yeah, and I think the I think gating is an interesting way to go about it, and you don't see it that much because not anymore. No, I mean everyone wants to just hand you a rocket launcher, right? I wish <laughs> that would well, be nice. nice. <laughs> see, but when you play games like the Fallout New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas, and, and Fallout Three, I'm not as huge on Fallout Three, but you know, I think what I appreciate there is there's not a sense of gating, but there is this sense that 
you're not going to pick everything up and feel like you are God with it. Yeah, and that's the thing with me is when I look at these games, a lot of the shooter RPGs I don't play because I enjoy the shooter mechanics of them as much as I play for the other content they have. I didn't choose Mass Effect because I love shooters, you know, third-person stuff. I chose Mass Effect because I love the relationship you stuff. You like talking to people. <laughs> yeah, I, the same with Alpha Protocol. I chose, like, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas because I enjoy the exploration, you know, the kind of things that you can get out there and do. I think Borderlands 2, and like I said, you know, like I said earlier, I didn't get more than 30 minutes into the first one before I was like, nope. And I tried the second one like twice, got an hour in and was like, nope. And for whatever reason, it was easier for me to play on Vita just because it was easier to pick up and go. But if I hadn't had that opportunity, I probably wouldn't have played that either. But I, I, I broke that barrier and was able to get into it. And it was probably the only one I really have to this point. So You heard it here first, publishers. You make a game that Mac doesn't like on consoles – Put it on the Vita. <laughs> if they, yeah, if they don't know that by now, they're not listening to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like they don't even follow me on Twitter. God. I know, right? <laughs> like, truthfully, I I am give or take with shooter mechanics because depending on the game, I find my own fun. With Deus Ex, it I was, was not. Kneecaps. I didn't even really use the guns a lot of the time. I was more interested in like when I could take somebody down. I was more interested in doing like body slams and taking people down. You know. I think with those, each has their own thing that you kind of gravitate towards. You know, Max said, for example, with Fallout, there's things like exploration. And that is a, that's a thing that, for me, was what worked with Fallout. I couldn't care less really about shooting people. But going to the different areas and learning about different things that are happening, and I, I found more interest in that. Especially in New Vegas. I thought New Vegas was far superior to 3. But that being said, I mean... I think everybody has different reasons why they can they can enjoy a shooter RPG. Yes, there for the, some people it really is the shooting part. For a lot of us, I actually don't think that's the reason why we played them in the first place. I know with Alpha Protocol, the only reason I played it was because Scott was like, you won't enjoy the shooting part, he goes, but you'll enjoy everything else. And he was 100% <laughs> right in that situation. Okay, and there, yeah. there's something, uh, I think, on a game design subject I do want to uh, bring up before we close before we sort of start winding down and that is i guess differences of scale and differences of kind and how perk trees and stat boosts play into that in a shooter side if you have any idea what i mean so, um i i understand about the 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 stats and the the skill trees what do you mean by differences of scale okay so um okay uh, the best example of this is uh so so um, actually i don't have a good example uh, okay, so in Mass Effect, you can either spend your points on Mass Effect 1, you can either spend your points on getting better with guns, or you can buy, or you could spend those points by buying new powers. Like, you, if, if you're, say, the, the soldier's biotic class, you can, you, you can just buy more gun damage the entire way, or you can sort of split that between uh, that and having new powers that let you do interesting things and maybe letting that interact. So, um, yeah. I guess, I guess my example, the other example would be, um, in, in, uh, Far Cry 3, you, your guns get better. Like, you you will buy and create better guns that are more accurate, better fire rate, better damage. And then you have a perk tree that lets you do more and different things with them. 
And I don't know if which side of that equation is really the better way to pursue when RPG and shooter mechanics interact. Well, in as much as I, I like the way that uh, p- players are empowered in the original Mass Effect, and as much as it disappoints me that that wasn't allowed in Mass Effect 2 or 3, uh, ultimately, I think it's more comprehensive for fans of both genres to go the way that Far Cry 3 went. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, the least satisfying power-up in Far Cry 4 is the one that reduces weapon sway for, for sniper rifles. And the most satisfying one is the one that lets you ride elephants. <laughs> and they both cost the same amount of perk points. We all know he picked the elephant first. I can't say I'm blaming Well, yeah. I may have also, like, walked behind him. Or and said, Sam may have just yelled at me, where's my elephant, every five minutes when she saw me playing. <laughs> and then I just pointed at elephant and said, that's him there, that's Stampy. <laughs> I told him if he killed any elephants in Far Cry, he was going to get a stern talking to. I didn't well, kill elephants. I, I shot a rhino. No, elephants were your friend. If <laughs> yeah. They register I'm... as friendlies no matter what. <laughs> as well they should. One thing I'm curious about, though, is for each of you all, what, what do you prefer? We've got, you know, kind of the gun porn versus stat porn question. What kind of weapon, you know, loadouts do you prefer in these type of games? Can I just say I don't really care either way? I've already said I do melee on a lot of Fallout, so yes, well, you, you can choose that. <laughs> that's just it. I, I don't care either way because, like I said earlier, I find my own fun for the most part. Um, stats are something where Scott has to remind me once in a while to level up <laughs> because or, I get so into what I'm doing. Or occasionally it's like, hey, Sam, have you, ever, have you changed your gear in the past six levels? No. no. And you wonder why combats take you half an hour? <laughs> but you know what? Again. Obviously, I'm in my own little world. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And that's just as important, I think, sometimes. Rather than, look at your gear. Your gear boosts you. Yeah, that's fine. That That's fine. But I can have just as much fun forgetting about my gear as I can walking up to, you know, dudes and shooting them in the face. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a system math. I'm a bit of a system mastery nerd, so I do like to sit down and fiddle with my perks and which guns key oh, off my perks. Oh, he's obnoxious perk. about it. Wh- which guns key off my perks best, and you know, we'll 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 choose the absolute right set of mods and things. I let him do that for do Dragon Age for me sometimes, because I'm like, I don't fucking care. I just want my armor to be pink. Ever is <laughs> what it comes down to. I just want whatever has the most bullets that I don't have to worry about hunting ammo. <laughs> That's yes, all that I care about. Absolutely, yes. Because I am the same. I'm like, oh, finding bullets, it's no fun. It's a pain in the butt. Yes, I know that would happen in the real world, Scott. That's why they give you vending machines <laughs> that you can buy them from in Borderlands. And I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. I like to be able to switch when I don't have bullets anymore to making sure I have like a 2 by 4 in my uh, in my inventory. Fallout made that so easy. Walk up to a guy and just two by four them. <laughs> I loved it, and, and I was okay with that. And I would be sitting in the back telling her that she needs to find titanium-tipped nails to spec out her two by four with, if she wanted to do it right. Indeed. There's a reason why I'm not allowed to play big open-world games when Scott's around. <laughs> The only other question I had for you all is what what's some of the best examples you have for these? What's some of your favorites that really kind of hit home the best 
examples of a shooter RPG hybrid? Well, I think I'm going to be a I'm actually going to be a bit of a hypocrite and pick one that is a shooter RPG stealth game hybrid and say the original Deus Ex because your skill choices were not just about uh, which weapons you were best with, but which ways you approached combat you were best with. So, yeah, sure, you could be combat while mad, explosives man, <laughs> explosives and heavy armor man all you wanted. Or you could be stealth guy and really just walk around with the uh, trank dart crossbow your brother gives you at the beginning of the game for the whole time. I've never used a tranquilizer gun, ever. <laughs> no matter how many times Deus Ex Human Revolution tried to give it to me, I never used it. Because that didn't mean body slamming people into the walls, Scott. And yet she never realized you could have a revolver that shoots grenades. No, I didn't. That's the very <laughs> end of the game. I'm really? Cap- I am Captain Slow. She didn't realize that the revolver could shoot grenades. Hmm. Now I'm way more interested than I was before. Honestly, like, it's <laughs> really is fun. Like, it's for Donkey Donk in a lot of things that you can do. Especially, like I said, you can pick up a dude and put them in the wall. And it's amazing. That gave me the most satisfaction. Shooting doesn't give me satisfaction, but apparently putting people through walls does. Or, it sounds know. like rage issues <laughs> that you might want to seek therapy about, but <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> um, my choice would probably be Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, if only because I can waste hours upon hours playing those games, and I can experiment as much as I want, and the game really doesn't penalize me for it. I also play on easy, I'm not going to lie, but... I like that I can just noodle around with everything, and if I don't like it, I change it. I don't feel like I have to be strapped to being gun lady or, you know, punchy lady. I can I can do other things, and it's okay. And I also like the fact that there's a Black Widow perk. I thought that was the best perk ever. I gave Scott nightmares with it. Pretty great. Okay. I like the role-playing part, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I guess I would say Skyrim, if I can say Skyrim. <laughs> I only play with a bow and arrow when I play Skyrim, so I'm going to As is good and that. proper. <laughs> I didn't. That, yeah, that sounds fitting in a way. Yeah. Um, and, and a, like, a big part of that is, like, I, I feel it, the perks kind of play into why the bow is so satisfying in that game. Because as you progress through the game as an archer, you feel your bolts become more powerful almost. It's kind of hard to explain, but especially with the rumble in the controller. I don't know. Like, I, like I can snipe... Like a woolly mammoth from like two kilometers away. I don't know how many miles that is for you, Mac, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Uh, um, uh, and and I can feel the power leaving my hands, and and, and that's that's what I like. It's it's a game that um, like it, characters do have armor, and their armor improves, and your enemies are going to be wearing different variables as far as armor. So I can understand why my my attacks do different amounts of damage. But I also improve my ability to pull the bow back as I become stronger. So it also makes sense why my gun gets more power. That's another thing I didn't mention before, how guns can get more powerful based on the person shooting it as opposed to modifications to the guns themselves. That's something that happens in shooting RPGs that should never happen. Now my finger gets stronger and it can pull that trigger so much harder than it did before. <laughs> but but like I said, like I said, like I, 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 Skyrim has problems, 
especially from a narrative perspective. But I like it because I feel empowered in its shooting mechanics, and the game does a good job in that regard, as far as I'm concerned. I like climbing mountains that aren't supposed to be climbed, but that it happens for some reason. Oh, me too, yeah. It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense why I can climb this really big mountain, but I'm a Seriously, the, Nord the, lady the, the that map, I can. The, the map is telling me that I should fast travel to a town I've been to before and then take the road. But I'm just going to jump and uh, aim yeah. my directional path yeah. in an awkward upward manner. <laughs> I don't really I climb the mountain. I can jump up the hillside and you break jump all the physics. Yeah. You hop up it, hop, jump, and skip the mountain. <laughs> I, love, I love how everyone does that. And everyone knows it's a thing. And it's never rectified in any of the Elder Scrolls games. I've been doing it in Inquisition too. I'm not going to lie, because it seems so Okay, I, tr- I tried it in Inquisition, and it got me killed way too much, so... Yeah, falling damage is a bit more of a problem than badass. Yeah. Um, I always have healing potions, but that's just me. Yeah, and you wonder why you run out before you fight demon lords. <laughs> to answer my own question, I think I will go with Alpha Protocol, because it was more RPG-based and less skill-based. I didn't care that my aiming didn't matter as much as my stats because I'm okay with that kind of disillusion. Come on, you want to I'm just okay to date with... all the ladies, Mac. Let's just admit it, okay? Well, did just you date see. all the ladies? Because I dated all the ladies. Well, and, and I I'm think still convinced he is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, I think all Alpha Protocol really needed was not so much an aiming reticule so much as you highlighted the guy you wanted to shoot. That would be nice. And you just sort of picked the guy, and you'd fire off, like, three rounds, and then it would ask you, do you want to keep shooting this guy? <laughs> do you want to shoot more? <laughs> I'm just saying. That, that's so an idea. Really you want to give people the power of overkill. I'm, I'm just saying. But, uh, okay. So, um, I think... I think we're done with that topic. We might revisit this in a more specific light later. But Not in, anytime soon. But we've got a few other things on the docket. But uh, I guess we've got feedback. People like the Q&A show. Who'd have thunk it? People liked that. Um, the other thing I took away is, for some reason, even though people know South Park is offensive, they want to buy the game of it simply to scratch a JRPG edge. Don't do it. You will be offended. If you can avoid being offended, you're fine. Like but if, seriously. If the show bothers you... Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. Oh, please. Like, 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 seriously, though, unless you like lewd satirical references to pop culture, like you're not going to enjoy the game. Yeah, it's basically a Paper Mario clone, but at the end of the day, it is so infused with South Park that if you've ever watched the show for five minutes and thought it was dumb, you're not going to like the game. No, yeah, I, I mean, that, no matter how much you like Paper Mario, you probably aren't going to sit through an abortion minigame. Twice. Twice. To play more Paper Mario. It's true. <laughs> oh, d- yeah, I'm, I can't even... <laughs> Modern problems. I can't I, even I form say, a sentence. How did you play sentence. that one in front of your wife, Mac? can't even form a sentence right now to explain. <laughs> hey, play, playing, playing South Park Stick of Truth in front of my girlfriend was far more socially acceptable in this household than playing... <laughs> then, Mujin Soul Z. Uh, I was wondering if it would come up, and it did. And I'm uh, so proud. Well, <laughs> Mujin Soul Z is sincere in its intentions, and that makes it worse. I was going to say, Trent, you're not alone. I, Scott watched me play it for a little bit when I was trying to review it, and we both kind of sat there scratching our why heads. Is there a, why is there a hot springs on this spaceship? Why does everyone look like they're three? 
Yeah. Why, by the way, is there a giant robot? What is the point of the giant robot? It's an ugly robot. All right. So uh, we didn't do feedback last episode, but um, for fix. So the only comment I wanted to take away from the fixing Final Fantasy episode was that Nephew signed created an account to drop a pre-existing blog post into our forums. It's not actually on his blog or anything or a YouTube rant of his, but he just sort of was like he. It, it's very clear that he was kicking these ideas around and just decided our forums were the platform for it. And that's weird and different. Not sure how like, I feel about that. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I got some like, feels. I think Trent said it great earlier is that Final Fantasy brings out very... Special um, people. Ve- I'm special not even going to say special. It brings <laughs> out very feelings. passionate discussions. Very, very among the among the old school and the new school, like in, in as in as much as I can relate to the people who only started playing uh, on the PS2 era, I'm starting to interact with people who only started playing the franchise um, with Final Fantasy 13. Oh God! And that... their perspective their perspective on what a Final Fantasy game really is 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 a whole other thing. <laughs> that is a kettle of fish for. <laughs> We will do an episode about confronting the fact it's, that we're it's, old. It's a, it, it is amazing. Point... <laughs> it, it is it is truly amazing how polarizing that series is. It is I'm, truly amazing. I don't old. even think polarizing is a good word for it because it's so. It's not even up and down. It's it's more like a roller coaster of constant. Well, I I, chaos. I actually I, I recently wrote an article about seven JRPGs that you should try playing if you're interested in getting into the genre. And I mentioned in a write up for one of the Final Fantasy games that I recommended that at some point in the series, any JRPGer is going to say this is the pinnacle game or this series was the pinnacle. You know, whether whether you thought that that series was the pinnacle in the Super NES days or the PS1 days or the PS2 days or some people think it's now. But I feel like every person who plays RPGs and has played at least one Final Fantasy likes a Final Fantasy, you know? Yeah. I so, guess I can agree with that point. So that, that that's that it, it's an interesting thing. Um, our closer for the day is... I want to talk about Amiibos for a minute. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that just... Oh, God. Well, it, uh, it's just sort of this weird thing where technically they're not... Okay, they're, they're, they are functionally right. on-disc DLC, but okay. also just a peripheral. I have to just chime in first thing oh. and say that when Confession. they first... Yeah, when they first came out... My whole opinion was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I understand what it does. I understand the point of them. But this is so stupid. I do not want any part of this whatsoever. Six Amiibos later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, six? I, only, I thought you had less than that for some reason. Uh, Did you pre-order? <laughs> no, I've got six more pre-ordered. Um, so that would make 12 total. Um, yeah. It's it's a compulsion for me. It's not really it's I still feel the exact same way. These things are pointless. They're still in the box. They're just collectible figures. Those are still as, in the box? Yeah, as far as games go, I have no game that I really have a desire <laughs> to use it with. Like, I got don't Smash even, Brothers for Christmas, but I don't, I don't have no desire to use it. I don't have Mario Kart, I don't have Hyrule Warriors. Uh Treasure Tracker's going to use it eventually. I've got that and I've got Smash Brothers, but I've not 
had any desire to open them and use these things. So they're just like collecting dust. They're just I I don't know. We we got I, curious actually. Nintendo has we just we. Nintendo has crack and they have given it into my veins and they have forced me to buy these without if, me knowing that they forced me yes, to and made me for, think okay. I needed them. If it's Forced any, you, man. I was gonna say, if it's any consolation, I ended up with one accidentally, and I, I actually mean that sincerely because my brother went and bought. My nephew is a giant Nintendo nut job. He's only seven, and he wanted all the amiibos. So my brother bought him a bunch, and then didn't tell me which ones he got him. So I ended up duplicating a Kirby, and I just got pissed off and said I didn't want to go to the store. So I kept the Kirby. He sits on my desk looking really cute. Because I like Kirby. And occasionally he unlocks cost- a costume for Mario Kart that he Sam unlocks- loves. It's true. I do like the stupid little Kirby costume in Mario Kart. We had to try it. We were curious. Chrissy and I Again, were Again, this we. No, this Chrissy we. and I. Okay. We were it, curious. <laughs> oh, it really is brilliant on Nintendo's part because they've created something that people want that have no useful function whatsoever. And like you said, it is DLC basically, where you can get a few, you know, extra costumes, big whoop de doo. But yet, I can't stop buying them. I can't. I have no desire for, but I'm just obsessed. And I, it came from when they started selling out. I had Marth. I had Marth pre-ordered before this whole thing started, and I convinced myself. I was like, "This is stupid. Why do I have this thing pre-ordered? I have no desire for it. I'm going to cancel it." There'll be plenty later if I want to get one. And then he sold out, and I never could find one. So I went and bought the Wii Fit Trainer. And I was like, why do I have Wii Fit Trainer? Why? (laughs) So then I was like, I can't just have Wii Fit Trainer. I have to have Samus. So I went and found Samus. And I was like, well, Samus is going to be lonely, so I need to get something else. So I found Little Mac. And then Little Mac led to me getting pit because somebody had pit on sale and you could get it at walmart and free shipping and you didn't have to go look for it so i got pit and then i got zelda for christmas and then i got obsessed and i was like well if these are going to start going away i need to get get, right i need well i need to get more so i'm going to pre-order mega man i'm going to pre-order bowser i'm going to pre-order uh chic i'm going to pre-order shulk i'm going to pre-order ike and i'm going to pre-order um Something else. There was at least one more that I've got pre-ordered, and I was like, and I'm like, why do I? Why am I pre-ordering these? My money is more valuable than a figure that's going to sit on my shelf and do nothing except stand a box. But I can't cancel it because what if I can't get it again? (laughs) It's absolutely brilliant on their part. Okay. Mag, I, th- I think you need to go to an, an, one of those anonymous groups. Yeah, yeah you, you need some counseling like feelings with... to other shopaholics. There's like... a Twitter account called Amiibos Anonymous, and I do belong to that. So yeah, I think it, it's you not help. You need All to we sit do... down with some no. Skylanders people and just talk out why you do this. <laughs> no, and no, help you each know other what? Stop. You you know what. Amiibo Anonymous, you, you go to the meeting and you think you're going to be cured, but all you find out about is what everybody else has pre-ordered and where they can find these rare ones. And it's really just like going to an AA meeting at a bar. That's the equivalent of what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm just – I can't stop it. <laughs> I want to Rosalina, but Scott said no. No, oh, for I some can't reason, find her. Oh, for it, some it, reason, target, Sam was yelling okay, at me. Okay, okay. She's, she's Target exclusive, and I can't find her. <laughs> 
I said the same thing, but that was Sorry. because I wanted my equivalent of baby Rosalina, since that's the only character I play as in Mario Kart. And I was like, Scott, if I'm you're going to have the equivalent of baby Rosalina, this is how I want it. He was just like, that is really sad. You need to stop. And I was like, okay. So I stopped. <laughs> uh, okay, this yeah. was after about five minutes about yelling at me to pre-order Rosalina, because apparently she can't do this herself. It needs oh, to be my problem. What does what does Sam move? <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, no, what? Can, can you all still get Rosalina up there? Because if so, order me one. <laughs> I'm not gonna okay. find one either. Uh, all the, your Mac is starting to get me really friggin' depressed. So I'm just gonna give my two cents real quick. Um, <laughs> I I thought that this was a brilliant idea on Nintendo's part well before it was actually released. I knew they were going to make a crazy amount of money. And really, it's kind of irrelevant to say like, oh, maybe this is going to be successful in the market or not. At the end of the day, the people who buy, the market itself is going to determine whether an item has a place out there. And Amiibos have a place. Whether they're well-utilized in games or they're just collector's items, Mm -hmm. people are buying them like crazy. And good for Nintendo. Why not? Toon Link, mm-hmm. that's the one. <laughs> okay. I just have my Kirby Sorry. and I'm okay with this. That's that's we're I gotta cut everyone on this podcast off right now. Oh. <sighs> I really want yeah. a Rosalina Scott. <laughs> it's last call. I'm joking. You, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Send He's help. You really do need to send help. I need help. Okay. So if you're a therapist, leave a comment on our forums. Until explaining, Mac is not okay. <laughs> explaining uh, the first few steps of the program to him. I think the last few were a touch overrated, especially, I don't know, 12. I, mean, I, I think 12 is lame. I don't know which one 12 is. I'm pretty sure 12 is lame, though. No more amiibos. Yeah, 12's the one where you realize you don't actually need Meta Knight. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but, Mac. Yeah. Your dirty secret's out in the air. Uh, it's it might as well be. I, I'm not alone in this. I've seen people with collections, and they have them all. And I, oh, but yes. Okay, so so that's that. Uh, tell us what you think next time because it'll be February. We're gonna talk about sex. Ooh, kinky. Uh, okay. Good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Night. Good night, indeed. Okay, I gotta stop laughing. <laughs> The Active Topical Banter Show is an RP Gamer production, all rights reserved. Visit rpgamer.com for contact info, discussions, and other great content. Music by Nubuo Ematsu, arrangements courtesy of ocremix.com.